Hello and welcome to Shaman Sister Sessions, episode 79. I'm Michelle Hawk and I'm here with my shaman sister, Catherine Bird. Together we began this podcast almost two years ago at this point in our conversations. These are conversations that we were having anyway about the work that we do, about our personal practice and process as lightworkers, and about what we're doing here collectively. And so thank you so much for joining us. This is our special month of September where we're focusing on bringing healing into the realm of business and finances and vice versa, bringing business and finances into the realm of healing and light work. So as uh, if you're joining us live, I hope you were tuning in last week when we talked about the business of healing. In case you missed it, you can go ahead and circle back on our YouTube channel or iTunes and Stitcher and have a listen because that was some really awesome content and we are continuing to build on that throughout the rest of the month. Today we're speaking about prosperity consciousness. So we'll be looking at some of the ideas that we have collectively around prosperity, around the law of attraction, around wealth mindset, Next week, as we continue throughout this month of the special theme, we'll be welcoming special guest Chris Wilborn for a conversation on sacred finances. And then in the week, throughout this whole month of September, we have business, finances, money conversation as we're bringing all of this into the realm of healing. Thank you for joining us. Kat, how are you doing? I'm amazing. Uh, yeah, I'm really good. I'm, it's an exciting day because today, tonight, I'm starting my Immortal Warrior Staff Qigong class that I'm teaching for the next couple of months, and that's in person, and I just got my order of staffs in the mail, and uh, so it's super exciting, and it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Awesome. I'm so excited for you. That sounds great. And uh, I'm excited as uh, speaking of business and healing and business and finances in the realm of healing, I, I think I shared last week something that I am practicing over the course of this fall is taking a lot more time, really consciously booking out uh, a week, at least a week or so every month to dive deep into bridging these gaps, bridging the realm of business and entrepreneurship with my healing practice. And so this concept is very near and dear to my heart as this is what I myself am doing throughout the rest of this fall. And I'll be sharing some practices and, uh, and tips with you of what I myself am practicing. So I'm really excited to delve into prosperity consciousness. This is something that I've had a lot of fun with over the last couple of years. Kat, I know this is near and dear to your heart as an entrepreneur as well. Yeah, it's, you know, we hear a lot about it in terms of, I think, I think when The Secret came out, everybody was like, oh, this is a thing. Uh, <laughs> and we started to realize that our thoughts and our consciousness, how our, where we're vibrating around things is how we're bringing things in or not bringing things in. And I would say we work with a lot of healers and people who are, who are of service in the world, offering spiritual gifts or energetic gifts and so on. And this is generally something that comes up at some point or another. We have a lot of collective baggage and individual stories and 
things to work through when we're looking at our own personal prosperity. And then also, what is our prosperity as a collective, as a collective of light workers and healers and those that are here to help raise consciousness? What is our collective uh, relationship to prosperity in, in terms of how is it affecting our work in the world and our ability to create change, to collaborate, to come together, to have a, a greater effect on the planet? Mm -hmm. I love that. Absolutely. Looking at the individual, but as well as the collective relationship to prosperity. I think I also want to begin by bringing a little bit of definition and, and clarity to prosperity. When we speak about prosperity, most of us associate that with money. And there's a definition of prosperity that I heard from a training that I did that I really, really loved. And I'd love to share that with you all today. And this looks at prosperity, not only in relation to money, but in relation to the way that we're living. And this is prosperity. And you can go ahead and write this down if you like. I would put a little star next to this. Prosperity is the ability to function conveniently in the world, whether we have money or not. The prosperity is the ability to function conveniently, or you could add easily and conveniently in the world, whether we have money or not. And I think I really, really love that because it takes it out of the realm solely of how much is in my wallet or how much is in my bank account, knowing that that amount that feels prosperous is going to be different for everybody. Okay. So it's really, it's not about money. It's not about a number. It's about how are we living our lives, whether we have billions of dollars or millions of dollars at our disposal, or whether we have pennies, or whether we don't use money at all. But are we functioning and living conveniently and easily with grace in the world? Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's what we'll be talking about today, in addition to some of the money stuff. But please keep that in mind. Put a little gold star next to it in your notes as we talk about prosperity today. Yeah, exactly. I think that's that's so important to keep coming home to because we can see in the world so many insanely rich people who have everything at their disposal and yet aren't really living in that in that realm of ease and 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 this convenience sort of like yes, they can do anything. They can go anywhere. They can buy anything. And yet deep down internally, there's a lot of, of restriction and, and compression around what it means to have this money or to make this money or to continue to have this money, not to lose the money. Uh, it, it, becomes, it can become uh, an obsession that's very damaging to the psyche. And it's, it's not that this equals that. And you know, we can see other people. I, I, I'm kind of obsessed with one of my weird like things that I watch on YouTube is that I watch this tiny house show on it from they're from New Zealand. And I find it infinitely fascinating because there's all of these people who have these tiny homes that they've built. And a lot of them have built them out of junk, like things that were being torn down and they've put them up on land that their friend owns and they're basically paying almost nothing to live their life and they have their garden and, and they're living and, and yet they're in that realm of prosperity that what they need is there. They're contained within a system that supports them fully, even if they don't have a lot of financial, what we would maybe 
deem in certain societies what's necessary in order to have a happy life. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So the the realm of they are supported by this life that they have created, and they function very conveniently in their world. They can they function conveniently and they function easily. And yes, there is effort involved. I imagine in you know if they're gardening or sustaining or creating, and yet there is this aspect of do we do that from a place of strain and constriction, or do we do that from a place of expansion and uh, and I really, really love the idea of convenience. Is it convenient for me to direct my energy in this way? And really, that's what we're talking about in, in the realm of prosperity is vitality. It is energy force. And whether that energy force comes to us through the food that we're eating or the money that we have, uh, whatever that is, whatever feeds us and sustains us and allows us to function conveniently in the world. So I really love, again, I love that definition. I love that idea. And I invite you, as we're talking about prosperity consciousness today, looking at those things, underline that in your, in your notes, but then also apply that to Am I, in what areas in my life am I functioning conveniently regardless of whether there is money involved or not, or regardless of whether there is, you know, it's bringing me money or et cetera, because we might find that things that aren't necessarily bringing us money are bringing us vitality in other ways or vice versa, or perhaps the things that are coming with money are coming with great strain and effort or constriction in uh, it, and we end up feeling more drained, even though there is a financial exchange. So prosperity does not necessarily equal money, and money does not necessarily equal prosperity. Although to be fair, there is usually some sort of correlation. But knowing that prosperity that we're talking about is around vitality and life force. If it does not expand our life force, then it is in the realm of poverty consciousness, which is the, you know, the contrast to what we're talking about today, prosperity consciousness and poverty consciousness. Exactly. And I think it's important to speak about uh, poverty, this poverty consciousness that is is rampant in our society in, in, ter- in when we're talking about prosperity consciousness. And I do see a little bit of, of sort of uh, almost like victim shaming, right? That there's, there's also this shame about, about being in, in this other consciousness that you're somehow it's it's all your fault that you're not attracting the money that you need it's it's because of your consciousness it's because you're you're creating those conditions and so as we're having this conversation on on consciousness we also have to check ourselves when we use prosperity these concepts to further denigrate and shame ourselves because things aren't going great right this minute or we're struggling, or we've been struggling, or things haven't worked out, or we make a bad decision, or whatever those things are, I think it's important for us always to remember that none of these concepts are here to make us feel bad about ourselves, to shame ourselves, to uh, cause us to dig that hole and throw ourselves in it. It's more to shine light on the places where we haven't been aware that our thoughts, our internal reality, the things that we're 
focusing on and, and is what we're creating, which is creating whether we're feeling that ease and flow or not. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And this idea around, uh, you know, you mentioned the shaming aspect. We've definitely spoken about this in, in past episodes. I know this is sort of a, a little pet personal pet peeve of mine, the idea of law of attraction shaming is, is what I've called it. And, uh, and let's go into that. You mentioned the secret already at the beginning of our conversation today. And the idea that with that, you know, whenever that came out, what, what was that? Like, was that? like the nineties or something. I don't know. It was so long ago. I felt like, yeah, yeah. This came out quite a while ago. The idea of introducing into the popular consciousness that thoughts become things, but then there's this, you know, the temptation then is to then cause fault or cause harm where if the, you know, if thoughts become things and your life is not in the place that you really want it to be, there must be something wrong or you're doing something wrong or you are not enough. And, right. and again, this, this looks or this is focusing energy in that direction of the constriction. It's focusing it in, in shame and in blame. And again, looking at poverty opposed with prosperity, nothing to do with money, but from a like not enoughness. If we look at prosperity as functioning conveniently in the world, whether we have money or not, from a place of flow and ease and expansion and, 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 all of that to say, not the contraction in, in the negative light, but the difference between contraction and constriction, where contraction is part of a natural flow of this energy, but constriction where we own an internalized constriction from a place of pain, then this is kind of the defining piece of poverty consciousness of I am not enough. I do not have what I need. I am not resourced or, or whatever the deal is. And, and that speaking to poverty consciousness regardless of the financial implications. Right. Because you can actually have quite a lot of money and still be living within that realm of poverty consciousness mm -hmm. and living within the realm of I'm not enough. I don't have enough. There's never going to be enough. I'm, you know, in trouble. And you can see this also in ways that we sabotage ourselves that even when maybe we get a big windfall or we get, you know, a, a, a big check, something happens in our life. Maybe we inherit a lot of money or we win the lottery, whatever it is. But you, you have seen people who have gotten a lot of money and they have lost it. They've lost it. Lots of celebrities have done this and you wonder how could you make that much money and be in what we would term prosperity and yet end up bankrupt and having to, you know, whatever, work at a regular, horrible, regular job and, and you know, give away all your mansions. And this is, this is also within that same realm of how they're not connected. Money and, and these inner, the inner game is, is connected and is it connected sometimes? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I think part of the, the realm that we'll be talking about here where prosperity consciousness, again, connected to life force, looking at what are some of the challenges that we have in allowing ourselves to access prosperity consciousness or what keeps us in poverty consciousness. And I think one of the, the biggest pieces is blockage to that life force flowing through the system. We know that, you know, if we're looking at 
Um, and, and again, in this course that I was, or this training that I was involved in, where I heard this first definition of prosperity, where prosperity is the ability to function conveniently in the world, whether we have money or not, looking at the um, sort of the four, uh, the four realms of prosperity. And again, in the course of this training, it was applied to money. And yet I think it's also really helpful to apply it to the idea of energy and vitality. And the first was earning money, or in the case, in the case of energy, receiving energy. The second is saving or keeping it. How do we allow energy to stay in our field or how do we allow money to stay in our wallets or systems or bank accounts? The third is spending. How do we offer money and energy back out into the world? And then the fourth is investing. Okay, so and if we're, these are like the four stages of money mastery or, or in the case of what we're talking about today, the four pieces of what it means to master prosperity consciousness, how do we allow energy to flow into the field? How do we allow energy to stay in the field? How do we allow ourselves to allocate energy effectively or spend energy? And then how do we allow ourselves to invest energy in ways that will bring us more energy? And actually, I'll go ahead and repeat those four. And I would love, if you're taking notes or you're journaling right now, go ahead and write those down. The first is earning money or receiving energy. So I'll, I'll do the money and the energy part. Earning money and receiving energy. Saving money and maintaining energy. Third is spending money or allocating energy. And the fourth is investing money or investing energy. And all of this with the idea of allowing what is in our field to circulate and refresh and stay vital and continue to bring us more abundance and prosperity of finances and life force. Right. And so as you're writing those down, it would be lovely if later you actually went into each one of those categories and asked those questions of how do I receive both money and also energy life force in my life. And you might find some parallels in there of the ways that maybe you give too much to others and you don't have boundaries and you don't ever say no and oh wow and I like to spend a lot of money and I don't keep track of what's going out and I you know give I overgive to whatever organizations and different things there might be some parallels there and then starting to unwind those pieces and looking at, okay, what are the steps that I can bring in that are, that's going to help me in both of those areas? Because just, just like if you go back and listen to our, our boundaries episode, which was a really early episode, whatever's happening energetically, working energetically within your field, working to work in the energy of your, of your body and your system is going to have an outward effect on what's happening physically in your life and vice versa. By making choices to stop doing something that is draining your bank account and draining will also help to stop draining your life force because when your bank account is being drained by something that's not necessarily what needs to be happening, it's also draining your life force because it's causing worry and fear and anxiety. Hello? 
Did we lose you there? Hello? Well, we got a little crackly there. I, I don't know if it's me crackling out or you crackling out. And somebody who's listening, if you can go ahead and chat chat in so the last thing that you were hearing right there, that'd be helpful. Hello? Cat hmm. is crackling out. I can hear Michelle just fine. Awesome. Thank you, Kim. Okay. Okay, well, uh, uh, as as we continue to figure that out, if you can and if you can continue to hear me up, and we'll work out what's happening on Cat's end with the uh, the connection. As as Cat was talking about, I'd I'd like to emphasize the way that we do something is the way we do everything. So as we're looking at these patterns of, well, how, you know, again, these four stages of money mastery, they go in order. That's the other piece I want to emphasize. If we cannot allow ourselves to receive, then we can't keep anything in the field. We can't put it back out and we can't invest and we can't be allocating our energy in a way that's really effective. Receiving slash earning, saving slash maintaining, spending slash allocating and investing both energy and money. And it's easy for us as we're looking at these patterns, maybe it's easier for you to look at the way that you are treating money in this realm, or maybe it's easier for you to look at the way that you're treating energy, but know that they, they are one and the same. Again, the way that we do something is the way we do everything. So I know we have people tuning in who are light workers, who perhaps have a little bit of a challenge receiving, who want to give everything to everybody else, or maybe, you know, looking at analyzing our, our savings. You know, do you have a savings? account is your savings account an envelope of money that you stuff under your mattress like do you not prioritize the saving and then how are you maintaining your energy field or vice versa and then spending money do you go out and you splurge all your money on a big thing that you think will will bring you happiness and then it ends up being a thing that you never engage with or like do you do you put all your energy into something that you think will give you vitality and then it ends up not doing that so please you know keep that in mind as you're investigating these uh, these relationships and knowing that prosperity again is is just as much about allowing ourselves to receive as it is in the maintenance and the conscious I guess conscious allocation and investment and conscious working with our energy field as a, a body that we can use to continue to cultivate energy. I think that's another piece that I want to emphasize too. Right. Um, and I think I've, I think I fixed it. So, <laughs> and then basically what I'm just saying is 
pretty much the same thing is that by working on your energy field, by working on your boundaries, by working on looking at these things from every level of being, not just on what's the money happening with money, but looking at it everywhere in your life on how are you eating and how are you engaging with the world and are you doing energy practices that are supporting you and are you getting enough sleep? Are you drinking enough water? Like, water? like these are things that do matter and connect to these other realms. Poverty is rampant. It is rampant in our society. Our society is set up to create more poverty and to keep people in poverty. And when we start to look really deeply at poverty, we can see some consistent things that happen in places where people are in poverty, that they do not have access to nutritious, healthy food. They do not have access to green spaces and to proper exercise and movement. They do not have access to feeling safe in their home. They don't have access to some t in, in, in this country and especially in other countries, but even in this country, people who are in poverty don't even have access to clean water in a lot of places. So we're looking at, if you look at, okay, these things are connected to poverty and are connected. How am I still living in, in that? Even if I don't have to, sometimes it is worth the investment in yourself to invest in yourself in new ways that maybe you don't allow yourself to invest by eating better food or taking care of yourself in a new way than, than we think. Sometimes we think, oh, well, I need to just like squeeze everything down and not, not expend any energy. Somehow that will help me. And instead, we're really just contracting the system what are the things that are going to help me the most and going against the the aspects of being that we know create poverty in people's lives mm -hmm. absolutely uh it feels as though you know wealth mindset is another one of these pieces sort of a you know like a little bit of a buzzword as we're looking to what are people paying attention to so we talked about you know the law of attraction thoughts become things and we're looking at you know prosperity versus poverty consciousness and and wealth mindset i think is another one especially for those of us who are working in the personal development field, working in the spiritual field, the, the idea that, okay, you can draw more wealth to you through this certain set of mindset. Uh, it feels like money gets special treatment whenever we're doing this work. And it's something that I've definitely had to catch myself in through learning these tools and techniques and, and coming into practice around this. And it's something that I hear a lot, you know, as we're looking at, it's almost like the rules no longer apply when, when we're working with money. And so I'd really love for us to associate, for the purposes of this conversation, associate money with energy money equals life force energy because it is it's a currency and we look at the, the root of that word money is a current right it is a something that is in a current and it is in flow and participation now the way that we treat if we're talking about life force and we're talking about wealth of life force there's not a whole lot of attachment to it it's not like 
this, you know, this thing that we cling desperately to or that we're, you know, demonizing. It's just, it's almost a little bit of a neutral feeling of like, how can I invite energy in and how can I let energy go? Because we know that holding on to energy and like grasping it and and squeezing it and saving it you know that's not how energy works energy comes and energy goes and that's a natural part of the process and yet almost as soon as we talk about money there's this really strong uh, I guess trigger or a strong pulse of energy that goes in either the direction of demonizing it or deifying it and it's this this realm of like okay money is the root of all evil or money is the thing that I need the most in my life and I'm gonna like squeeze it and hang on to it and either end of this energetic spectrum takes us out of that neutral invitation Again, knowing that wealth mindset and similar to prosperity consciousness is around the idea of functioning easily and conveniently in the world, whether we have money or not, those of us who feel who are truly in our wealth, we know that there is enough and we know that it is in flow. There is this aspect of spending money, offering energy out into the world, knowing that that creates room for more, right? So if we, if we look at a current, we have a lake, Water flows out, water flows in. Water can't flow in unless there's a space for it to go. So water needs to flow out in order for more water to come in. Same with money, same with energy. It's gotta go out in order to come back. If we're holding, holding, squeezing, it creates stagnation, which is not supportive of wealth mindset. So noticing, are we on either end of that spectrum of demonizing or deifying money or life force or whatever it is, and noticing at both ends of this spectrum, it creates constriction because it shuts down the flow. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we have so many, like this trigger, money is so triggering for so many of us. Uh, there are a lot of us that grew up in homes where money was either never talked about, it was super hush-hush, no one talked about anything about money. Let's face it, in school, we didn't really learn anything about money. So it's this thing that I want, that I need, but I don't actually have access to it within my consciousness because I was never taught about it. And so some of us really have to give ourselves a break over the fact that we've lived an entire lifetime without having any training, education in money. And one of the things that is talked about is how People who, a lot of people who have money, who come from homes where money is, people have money, is that people who have money actually tend to talk to their children about money more. They tend to educate them as to what it means to have a, they go and get them a checking account, a savings account when they're fairly young and start teaching them about money and about investing and about creating a business, about being an entrepreneur. If you came from a home where that wasn't a reality, other people have a huge leg up on the game from you. So give yourself a break. Like, oh, I was never taught about money. I was never taught that money was a good thing. I grew up in a home that was very, my mother was a social worker, so had a very socialist attitude about things. 
And I can't tell you how many times I heard that rich people were assholes <laughs> and that money just money makes people horrible and people with money suck. Just there was not a lot of appreciation for people who had money. And the other message I got was that there's not enough, that it's very stressful, that there is, there's just, there's not enough. And I know that that has been a, a, a deep belief that I have had to work through and uncover is this concept of there's never enough money. And I'm always going to have to be in debt and I'm always going to have to struggle for money and I have created that throughout my life a lot and so it's been necessary for me to look at those deeper beliefs and start to understand them from the perspective of the child that I was growing up in that situation and then start to develop new these new neural pathways that were developing around around wealth around understanding, oh, no, wait, there is enough and stop freaking out because I used to freak out so bad about money. It was just insane. I would have panic attacks. Stop freaking out. There's always enough. The universe has supported me again and again and again and again. And sure, I have struggled, but somehow I've always been able to get by, whatever that means, pay my rent, pay my bills, do what I needed to do. I've been shown again and again the generosity that that is that is out there and when I can connect to that and be in the flow of oh I'm I can receive I can let this in I do have value I have value and I'm going to share my value with others and ask for them to give me money for that value and see the return on on that experience that I'm having again and again over time I've started to trust it and it takes some time actually to to trust ourselves and to trust that we do have value we want to see we want to see that you know that we're right you know we were like oh dude is this going to work sometimes it doesn't sometimes we we fail miserably and fall on our faces and and yet this concept of connecting to the generosity of the earth of nature of the universe of the flow of universal life force energy of okay there is always enough energy every like there's always enough so what do i need to do in one of those realms of receiving or spending or saving or investing, where am I constricting and cutting off life force energy to me so that I can start to, to operate and vibrate at a higher frequency and in so doing, allow more to come in. Mm -hmm. I love that you're talking about kind of the beliefs around, you know, the beliefs that we have coming in around money and the the constrictions and the conditions that we place upon that you know but let's sort of look at the I'd, I'd actually really love to break down of how does prosperity, whether that is in the form of financial prosperity, so money, or energetic prosperity, how does that actually come into our field? Let's sort of kind of look at these four stages a little bit more. Because when we are born, we don't have any money. 
Like I can guarantee you, you already have more money now and you have had more money and, and energy come into your field now than you had, than you've ever had before. And when we look at how much money and how much energy does an individual circulate and create throughout their lifetime, it is, it is probably fair to say, you know, with you tuning in just throughout your lifetime, you as an individual have created and generated and processed through over $100,000 already in your lifetime, maybe like several hundred thousand dollars. Right, you know, and, and maybe over over a million dollars, depending on how long you've been on earth, how much money you have generated through your field, how much have you circulated? Right? And and can we all agree on that that that's sort of a fair assessment? Yeah. And let's don't take my word for it, but just you know, sort of keep that in mind if we're sort of assuming, okay, when I was born I had zero money and there was no money in my field, and yet now being however old we are you know, so I'm 31 and then looking at the, the jobs that I've had and the businesses that I, or the business singular, I've never had more than one, one business, this business that I've created, there has been money and energy continuing to process through my field. So looking at that in itself, you have already created, generated a massive amount of energy and money. So the problem, if we're looking at it now, well, why don't I have any money now, if that's the position that you're in, is then in the saving, spending, and investing part. But the first part of how does energy and money actually come into our field, so that first stage of prosperity, again, if we're looking at life force, when you're born, you don't have any money, but you have life force. You know, you, we learn and we're, we grow and, okay, so here is my amount of life force and I'm going to take a little bit of this life force and devote it to something, to creating and enhancing the experience of somebody else in their life and they're going to pay me for it. So whether that's like, okay, I go out and I get, I get my first job. I am enhancing somebody else's experience. I'm making them coffee. I am, you know, delivering their newspaper. I'm walking their dog, whatever it is, or, you know, like, you know, our first job that we ever have. I am, or babysitting kids, right? I am enhancing and giving some of my life force to somebody else for their life and their experience. Then they compensate me with money. That is me using my life force in order to generate income. Now from that money, I can spend it all or I can save 10% of it. And 10% of that money stays with me. A part of all I earn is mine to keep. And that just goes in my savings account. And then I continue to take this sliver of my life force energy and continue to offer it to somebody else. They continue to pay me. I continue to save 10% and the rest that I'm, I'm spending, I'm buying clothes and I'm buying books and I'm paying for my college or whatever the deal is. And this continues to go throughout our life and if it follows that we are setting aside, even if it's a dollar out of every paycheck, you're saving something and you're accruing life force. You are generating a volume of currency in the form of energy or finances or both that is growing and it is yours. It is yours to keep. And from that, we are, and, and from this circulation, we are paying our bills, we're making more money, we're, you know, growing this fund to then invest in in our training, our livelihood, professional development, whether that's in the form of college or job training or whatever the deal is, to continue to amplify the amount of energy coming into our field in the form of life force or finances or both. 
This is a healthy financial flow. This is a, what I just described to you is a prosperous means of relating to energy and money. This right. is not what most of us do. No, this is not what most of us do. I, yeah. My parents never had any savings. They never had any investments. I was never taught that saving and investing was a thing. I was taught you make money, you spend money, you freak out. Like those were, that was, it was not a four step process. It was a three step process. Make money, spend money, freak out. Make money, spend money, freak out. So that was my relationship to all of this. And I would say that probably there are a lot of us who have that relationship. And so as healers, as those that are here to help expand consciousness, we cannot be devoted to that work in the world, to helping people move through their shit and, and uh, heal their deepest wounds and deal with your childhood stuff and go through past lives. It is inauthentic for us to be committed to that work and say, yes, I'm committed to this work, but oh, I just don't want to look at this stuff. I don't want to look at this part of my yucky stuff. This is some of the yuckiest stuff that we're going to look at, honestly, for a lot of us. Those of us who are healers, we're empaths. A lot of us create, we cultivated our, our empath nature. We cultivated our healer nature based on the messed up situation we came from, based on the fact that our parents did not have their shit together. So we have to go into what are these beliefs and where are we strangulating in the system based on what we learned as children and what is the work that we need to do in order to heal those aspects of ourselves that believe that we're not worthy of one of those things. We're not worthy of receiving. We're not good at saving. We don't have the education or information for investing. All of those pieces are there and we are probably sabotaging ourselves in more than one <laughs> at, at, at all times. And I'm just going to like call myself super guilty on all of this. And this is a learning process. It takes time and it takes attention. We don't often want to give attention to this. It's not glamorous. It doesn't necessarily give us the chills down our spine. It's not the thing that we want to be spending our time doing. We'd rather be doing something much more fun, but if we can bring attention and intention into this part of our lives, then we can start to see a shift and a change. Mm. And, and find the fun in it, you know, yeah. find the, the sacred in the spreadsheets, like I like to say. And whether or not you're like me and you like spreadsheets, I like spreadsheets because I, you know, grew, grew up slash was trained in, in taking data and taking massive amounts of, you know, scientific measurements and data and processing it. And so I, I have learned to have fun with spreadsheets because otherwise that would be really boring as shit to process this massive amount of data. But you can... You can cultivate this skill set. There are resources out there, and I would love to offer you some of the tools and practices that I have found most helpful in terms of educating myself. And really, when we look at, yes, this is not the glamorous, sexy part of doing healing work, and, and really setting ourselves up in, to be in right relation with our finances and to be in right relation with our ability to receive and process money and energy 
through our fields. And yet this is literally what feeds us. This is literally the thing that sustains us and empowers us and gives us the life force that we need. Again, whether we're talking about in terms of energy, life force, or we're talking about money, this is literally the thing that pays the bills and the thing that enables us to go out in the world and do this work. You know, Kat and I, we process money through our field, through our businesses. We offer this podcast to you for free. This is something that we are doing out of service. And it is, we are able to do this by the fact that we generate income and we generate money through other means. And yes, we do ask for donations. We're going to ask you for a donation at the end of this episode today, just so you know. And if you find this helpful, we would love to be in receiving from you for that. And yet knowing that we have, we make most of our money from other means. This podcast doesn't generate a whole lot of money. You know, we're hoping to cover our expenses by, by putting this out there. And yet that's not the reason we're putting it out there. We're putting this out there in order to serve and in order to invest in our community and to uplift you and provide you the resources that you need in order to be in greater receiving and be in this flow of energy. That's why we do this work. And yet, you know, this is behind the scenes. We do a lot of business development. We do a lot of analyzing of our, our income and our revenue and our expenses and all these things and profit margins and etc. And part of this, the goal of this month is to illuminate a little bit of that and bring it into the realm of attention. Like Kat was saying, spending attention on this and shining the light on it. I feel, in case you can't tell, like I'm, I'm talking loud, I'm talking fast, I'm excited about this because this is part of the new paradigm of what it means to be a healer in the world, is to be empowered and know our stuff about what it means of, in terms of cost of living and in terms of investing in ourselves and honoring our worth and honoring our value as lightworkers. This is absolutely essential. This is the thing that feeds us. This is the thing that enables us to put energy out in the world in this way. So please do whatever it takes in order for you to find the sacred in the spreadsheets, to find the fun in the finances, so that you can give yourself this gift and empower yourself with this vital piece of knowledge and skill set and information. Mm -hmm. So yeah, let's, let's talk about some of these tools that you know you've been using that I've been using how can we how can we support this new new consciousness development yeah uh, i'm a huge fan of affirmations so there are some really helpful affirmations that I have been practicing. And I'll go ahead and I'll list some of these off. If you're taking notes, I invite you to jot these down and play with these, continue to journal with them and meditate on them. The first is, I deserve to be wealthy. And there's a lot behind that, that, you know, very first in there, there is the, the affirmation, I deserve to be. And so if we have any challenges with that, we're not going to be able to, to access the I deserve to be wealthy. And the idea of deserving, there's a lot of unpacking the root of the word deserve part of the uh, I'm giving you the super bullet point like fat quick and dirty version of this. But the, the root of the word deserve is is correlated to serve. And so by me being on earth, I am serving. So my, ex my very existence is in service and in benefit to the world. So I deserve, I am serving with my presence. I deserve to be wealthy. Again, wealthy, talking about functioning easily and conveniently in the world from a place of grace, regardless of whether I have money or not. 
there's a lot to play with in that, but I deserve to be wealthy, getting really on board with that idea. And second of all, asking yourself the question, am I willing to be wealthy? Am I willing to be prosperous? Am I willing to live a life of prosperity consciousness? And go deep in your meditation, go deep in yourself and ask yourself that question, legit for serious answering, I am willing to be wealthy. If there is any part of you that is not on board with that, you are going to continue to sabotage yourself. In you know, Despite your best laid plans, really going inside and asking, is there any belief that I have, any fundamental programming, any soul contracts, any energetic signatures that I have that are in contrast with the willingness to be wealthy? If that is the case, you are going to continue to shoot yourself in the foot. In your ability to be prosperous in your lifetime. So those, starting with those two, actually maybe reverse the order on those. Am I willing to be wealthy? Am I willing to live a prosperous lifestyle? And then second of all, I deserve to be wealthy. I deserve to live a prosperous life. Play with those to start. Mm -hmm. Amazing, beautiful. Um, I would say for me, being who I am, I have to integrate this stuff with, with the way that my consciousness relates to things. So when I actually just started these practices this summer, they were inspired by this deeper work and inquiry into money and finances. I made some big changes and commitments this summer around this. and getting getting to taking taking it to the next level right because i've still been in this thing of like oh, i'm making plenty of money but like i'm not actually doing the other pieces so um one of the things that i've done is that i do have an altar in my room that is devoted toward somewhat sort toward money but more a little bit more towards abundance and flow and i have candles and I have Oshun and I'm working with her energy because she's she is a deity that I, I work with and she's also connected to money and abundance and and home and these pieces that I want blessings towards and so working with that and building that and and putting money in the jar every time that I have any change or anything that's like devoting putting energy toward lighting candles lighting incense being with that every single day and I also, in my channeling uh, program, my year-long program this year, when we worked with ancestors, I set up a, a new ancestor altar. And every day, I burn this joss paper money that is supposed to, it's a, a Chinese tradition uh, that is to help to burn the money to relieve the karmic debts of my ancestors. And in so doing, every single day, I'm putting attention towards, I light the incense, I light the candle, I burn the paper, I, I ask and I pray for the Lords of Karma and the Jade Emperor to relieve my ancestors from their, from their karmic burdens, from their debts that they're holding, and in so relieving me from my ancestral debts and relieving, cutting the cords from any of that energy, helping to ease their suffering 
throughout space and time. These are the things that I'm asking for every single day, putting that intention and attention towards releasing myself from some energetic burdens that I'm carrying through my ancestral lineage and through the things that, that they have actually done in the past that were not in integrity and not in alignment that I know that I have been holding within my field. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Those are some really wonderful practices. Uh, I would also add a, uh, in a movement practice or in a, any kind of, um, you know, running or Qigong or gardening or yoga or, you know, even just sort of like swaying around moving breath practice, again, coupling this movement or embodied practice with bringing energy into your field in order to expand the field. Because if we look at the correlation between money and life force energy, the more life force energy we are able and willing to hold in our bodies and in our field, the more money and the more flow we are able and willing to hold in our bodies and in our field. So this is something that I like to do when I'm doing a movement practice, especially running or any kind of, um, I like to do this if I'm like doing things that feel like I'm building muscle, especially. So any kind of body weight exercises or, um, you know, I, I don't lift weights, but if you lift weights or if you're doing any sort of like squats or push-ups or anything like that, feeling the strength that is built in your body and welcoming, you can have this as an affirmation, I am willing and, or I am ready and willing, or I am um, happy and, and in receiving of holding this much energy in my field. I can hold this much energy in my body and in my field. I am capable of holding this much energy, holding and welcoming this much energy in my body and in my field. And by doing so, again, you're giving it a space to go in your body, in your energy field, and you're emphasizing to yourself, again, with a breath practice or with a, a muscular contraction, a physical holding of energy, that you are signaling to the universe and, and you're asking of spirit, I welcome in this energy. I can hold this energy. I am willing to have this much energy in my body. Hmm. I love that. We can't really have this conversation without talking about gratitude, honestly. Like we just can't. Uh, this is the this is the secret, honestly. Like the secret, who cares? The secret is actually just gratitude and being in gratitude for what we have being grateful for all the food that we have, for the home that we have, for all of the money that comes in. When the money comes in, yay, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful for this money. This is such a blessing. I'm. This is so amazing. Having that experience, even if it's not like maybe what you wanted, still letting yourself feel grateful, letting yourself feel grateful for whatever is there. I watched an incredible video, I think it was just yesterday, about a man who had lost all of his money, he couldn't feed his family, and he decided to enact a crazy experiment, which was every half an hour, he focused on gratitude and what he was grateful for. And he said that within just three days, he started having crazy things happen and synchronicities and things started moving forward and people came together and stuff started flowing toward him. And he was completely blown away that this actually worked. So set a timer on your phone and 
do the experiment. I want to hear if somebody really does the experiment every half an hour, I'm going to be grateful. We're rewiring our neural pathways to release anxiety and worry and fear and being in that frequency because our brain wants to continue whatever frequency it's in. It's, it's setting down the pathways. It wants to stay where it's at. And our brain is wired for stress and, and fear and seeing the worst of things. Our brain lights up and goes crazy when things are going bad. And so our brain is looking for all of the things that are going wrong. And it, it is a conscious retraining of our brain to be in the space of everything is great. I have everything I need. I have more than enough. I am full of abundance in my life. I am so grateful for this amazing meal. I'm so grateful for my home. I'm so grateful that it's warm. I'm so grateful that I have these boots. I'm so grateful that I have these clothes to wear. I'm so grateful that I have this puppy and I don't have to leave my house because all I have to do is sit and snug this puppy. Like whatever it is, I'm grateful. And that is definitely one of the keys of this experience. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Absolutely. And we are going to leave you there. So you have some really powerful tools. I do encourage you go back and listen to last week's episode, if you haven't already, on the business of healing, because that is uh, is bringing in some of these other pieces. And then we offered you a lot of tools today. So revisiting those four stages of money mastery or those four stages of mastery of prosperity consciousness, as well as some of these practices that we have listed around uh, doing the affirmations around uh, releasing the karmic debt of your ancestors, creating a prosperity altar, building your fields, and being grateful. There's a lot to work with here. And yes, there are more practices that we do. There's more work behind the scenes that we have cultivated. And yet, honestly, none of that can be built without the foundation that we just described today. So this is super, super important stuff. If you have any further questions or comments, you can go ahead and shoot us an email email shamansistersessions at gmail.com. You can contact us through our website, shamansistersessions.com. And remember, I said we were going to ask you for donations. So now is that moment where we are asking if you have received from this offering, know that this is free and it always will be. We will not charge for this podcast. And we have at this point, this is our 79th episode, which means that we have more than 79 hours worth of free content for you. If this is something that you value and you would like to support us in continuing to offer this work, we would love to receive from you and continue that cycle of energy. Let us receive so that we can continue to offer this out to you. You can do that on our Patreon page. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash shaman sister sessions all together patreon.com slash shaman sister sessions even one dollar per month is helpful if you and we do have some patrons who that's what they offer and we have some patrons who offer more than that in the eleven dollars a month range but please know that by doing so you are continuing to support our ability to support you with this awesome free content these conversations these resources and tools etc and you can go ahead and contact us individually or collectively if you like we do have a lot of exciting projects going on Kat I know you have immortal warrior starting is that something that people can continue to join uh, nope, we're all full. And uh, and then the next thing is Open Your Channel, which is going to be the online program and also a retreat, optional retreat. 
and that's going to start in October. So I am starting to do some promotion for that. If you are interested in channeling mediumship work, in connecting to your higher self and your guides and bringing, bringing through the wisdoms, connect with me on that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. And I currently, I am all full up in both my alchemy course, which has been going, we're about uh, six months in at this point, but I am beginning to start taking applications in people who are interested for I am alchemy 2019. So if this is you, if this is something that you are interested in doing and mastering the cycles of change and transformation and claiming your own role as the magical creator and catalyst of your life and of the world around you, you can go ahead and contact me through my website, joyofenergy.com, or go ahead and put yourself on the interest list for I Am Alchemy 2019. I am also full up, but taking interest people for next spring of those practitioners, healers, coaches, yoga teachers, body workers, etc., who are interested in cultivating their practice and coming, coming into a greater level of awareness, self-mastery, cultivating the foundations to put your awakening experiences and your trainings in the context of your life to live your original medicine. Again, that is all full up for this fall, but you can go ahead and shoot me an email if you would like to be on the list for 2019. And again, that's joyofenergy.com. Go ahead and contact me through the website or michelle at joyofenergy.com. Beautiful. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for, uh, for the questions. Thank you for the participation. We trust that you received everything that you need and maybe even more. Please do join us next week, Tuesday, one o'clock Pacific time, while we welcome special guest Chris Wilborn for a conversation on sacred finances. Her work is amazing. I really love what she is offering. She is helping service-based practitioners and creative entrepreneurs open their bank account and love what they see. So if that is something that you would like to do, please join us next week for a conversation with Chris. It'll be great to have her. And make sure you tune in live so you can ask questions and share epiphanies as they come up because I guarantee you'll have some. Mm -hmm. So thanks for joining us. And if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel or iTunes or Stitcher, then you will be supporting us as well. And if you have found value, just to share this on your social media platform so that other people can also be tuning in. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next week.